Hello and welcome back to another lead podcast episode. I am your host, Tristan Deering, and today we have a really nice episode for you. Starting off today, we are going to have Anne-Marie with Hot Takes. Afterwards, we're going to have Nathaniel with Superhero Talk. That's going to be fun. Next up, we have Laura with an interview with a friend of hers about exchange experiences. And then finishing things off today, we have Clara with Happy Places. So we hope you enjoy. Starting off today is going to be Anne-Marie with Hot Takes. Hello guys, this is Anne-Marie Buxby. I am here with another section of Hot Topics with Toby J. Cox. Hi. The first topic that we have today is which season is the best season? It's winter. No. And that's just a plain simple fact. Why? There's one sole reason. You can always put more clothes on. There's no limit to how many clothes you can put on. But the second <laughs> I start taking an X amount of clothes off, that's when we get into trouble. Um, you can only take so many clothes off before you get in trouble. I guess that's true, but I feel like summer fashion is just so much better than winter fashion. And I don't like feeling like a puffball wherever I walk. I also, but I mean, you sure there's more fashion. Like, you can only wear so much before it starts to get too hot. And then yeah. it's just like, ugh, ugh, I'm drying like, out. <laughs> I feel like that eventually happens in winter, too. Like, unless you're on the peak of Mount Everest, yeah, you're not you... going to be walking around wearing a shirt, a long sleeve, a jacket, a winter coat, and another winter coat, because you're going to be hot. Like, you're going to be I'm wearing, overheating. like, three layers today. Three? Yeah. I got this shirt on, which is my insulation. It's a nice... It's got a bass on the back. Yeah, I like the compass. I got the, uh, the Dr. Pepper shirt on underneath. I hate soda. Gets, I hate you. Oh. Anyways, and I got the, the Jayhawk hoodie. Over there. Of course, the pants are a little bit lacking today. Didn't expect it to be as cold. <laughs> so, the shorts were not the play today. And so, the thing is, you're saying that you love winter because of how much clothing you can wear, and you're wearing shorts on a very cold winter day. I woke up at, like, 7.30. <laughs> okay. You're wearing summer fashion in winter. Because summer fashion is better than winter fashion. No, I would not call Two shirts is not summer fashion. Summer, sh- summer fashion is barely one shirt. True, but it's a cute, barely one shirt. And summer has better drinks. We got lemonade, and people more often drink soda in winter than or summer than winter. I think because it's always a cold, refreshing That's diet. True. But 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 hot chocolate. Oh, Extra. hot chocolate's good. But no no no, I'm not done. Oh, he's eggnog. Done. Eggnog. I hate eggnog. I hate you. Oh, oh wait wait one more. Warm apple cider. I was thinking that one too. What? What? Oh, there's more. Hot tea. Hello. Okay, we're good now. I don't drink hot tea or tea at all. Hot tea. I tried it one time. It. I did not like it. It was not. What kind of tea was it? I think it had something to do with like lemongrass and ginger. No, maybe yeah, ginger and lemongrass sounds right. Something like that. I don't know. I think it was, like, the spices. I'm just not a fan. 
Their smell puts me off. Have you ever had like, like fish or anything like tilapia? Yeah, I've had fish. I don't like tilapia, but I've had like I love tilapia. Sa- I like salmon. I've had like sushi with raw salmon in it. I feel like I kind of have to like sushi. Why? I'm not sushi salmon. I don't like sushi actually. Why? Because <laughs> you're Alaskan. Yeah, that one. Do they like salmon in Alaska? Well, I mean, we hunt salmon, so... Oh, okay. Okay, going back on topic with my dislike of tea. Alright. Have you ever tried green tea? Yes, and I also hated that. I think the only tea I've ever tried and liked was boba tea. But that's mainly because I think I'm very restricted in what I drink. I I don't like soda. I don't like tea or, like, caffeine at all. You're not one of those, like... Sparkling water, people are. No, I don't like sparkling water. I don't like carb. Uh, Carbonated. Carbonation. Yeah, I think it's because I was raised Mormon. I never really drank carbonated drinks as a kid, so now I just don't like the feeling. Like, yeah. So, yeah. a lot of people think I'm weird for not liking carbonated drinks, though. But I think you're just weird. Oh, maybe it's a speech impediment. <laughs> of all things, I was not shooting that. But okay. <laughs> The speech impediment has caused some things in my life, though, like saying Percy per- when I was younger and couldn't say ours. Don't Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't say that. Spell eye cup. No. <laughs> What's under there? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's under there? Underwear. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hot Takes. We didn't get as many controversial opinions in here as we did. Oh, I awesome could start conver- spitting them if you Awesome really conversation to. topics. I could really start. No, because they're go. all political and it, we're going to not do that. Have you um, ever heard of a saint called abortion? Alrighty. Thank you for that. Next up we have Nathan with Superhero Talks. Let's get into it. I'm Gage Valentine. I'm a junior at LEAD Innovation Studio. I'm Mrs. Mullen, and I'm a junior mentor at LEAD. All right. So, which one do you guys like more, Marvel or DC? I think I think I like Marvel more than DC, really, because of its uh, scientific explanations behind the heroes. Whereas DC goes more into like a mythology to explain superpowers and. So Marvel is Iron Man, with that explanation, yeah. right? Okay, great. Um, I would disagree for me only because um, I grew up reading comics and perhaps there was an Iron Man comic and maybe I just wasn't familiar with it. But when I say comics, I mean very, very traditional Batman and Robin um, and traditional heroes where the bad guy is the bad guy and the good guys are the good guys. 
and the good guys always prevail in the end. That's a very valid point. Um, right. So, if you were to be in their universe, like one of their universes, which one would you want to be in? Hmm. Well, I think uh, a lot of a lot of times, uh, wide city destruction and there, there's a lot of consequences that happen to the Avengers' actions uh, in the Marvel universes. But in DC, you don't see a lot of civilian involvement in these uh, uh, in the fights or when they're tracking down villains or anything. It seems to be a lot more discreet. So, based on that, because I am learning a lot, um, but I, I think, yeah, that I'm going to go with maybe the more utopian endings mm-hmm. that, that happens in, in D.C., especially as a civilian. I love that outlook gauge. That is a very, very valid point you guys made. Um, if you could be Iron Man or Batman, which one would you guys want to be? Hmm. Well, this is actually uh, a really hard question because um, they both have their uh, strengths and weaknesses, but I think their main, uh, the main thing that they both go off of is their intelligence, and they both have their own, you know, personally made gadgets and whatnot, but they sort of go into two different directions with it. Where I think I would rather I would rather be I want to say Iron Man. What is Iron Man's real name? Thank you. I keep wanting to say Robert Downey Jr., but I know that's not <laughs> his name. But I, that is my only frame of reference for Iron Man is those yeah. that film. But um, I think Tony Stark is really unlikable, and, and maybe his character is written to be that way. No, maybe. Well, he has, like, a character arc that goes in through like, the recent or recent movies. Okay, and, but, yeah, I've only seen the one, so yeah, I, I probably... really jerk, like really rich kid energy to like actually worthy okay like, really well respected so character. okay and then spoilers he dies oh okay he dies well a hero's death well and, and i think it, it does and again like i my expertise is is lacking so i'm it's i'm very mm-hmm. one-dimensional mm-hmm. opinion but bruce wayne is always portrayed as this fair you know Still a billionaire, but very um, just a, with these, you know, altruistic motives. He just wants a better world because he mm-hmm. suffered so much, and so he's likable from the from the you know from the outset. He's mm-hmm. we just want Bruce Wayne to win. Um, and again, I'm limited in my opinion, but so I, I've got to I've got to stick to my. He also he also has this uh, affinity for not killing any of his um, of his opponents. For sure. Unlike others in the DC universe as well. Like, uh, through the um, Injustice timeline is a good example of 
Batman and Superman taking sides and uh, having opposing ideals of to kill some people or to not kill anyone. Oh. Which is uh, where you get to see Superman's dark side a little bit, but... So Batman's character remains that compassion that, yeah. yeah. I think I'm just a sucker Mm -hmm. for a happy ending, and, and maybe that's why. It's a very valid point. Um, so, if you were Iron Man or Batman, doesn't matter which one, what one would you want to, like, if you were in their shoes, what would you, would you change if you would change anything? Like, you were them in their scenarios. Well, I think I'm going to start with, uh, with if I were Iron Man, if I were Tony Stark. Um, I think I would actually try to, I guess he did try to do this before, like, uh, you know, uh, distribute his armor to, like, more people and whatnot by, like, uh, selling it to more companies. He, but that didn't, that didn't go through. But, um, I think being the captain of the Avengers kind of, or at least the funder of Avengers, you would... It, I think everyone, with how many suits he makes for himself, making tailored suits for more than just, like, Spider-Man, his apprentice, could probably benefit the Avengers a lot better. Like, making tailored suits to enhance mm-hmm. the specific powers of each uh, one of the Avengers would probably help a lot because he has that skill and he's just not sharing mm-hmm. it is that part of it mm-hmm. hmm. and then with batman um i don't really know there's a lot of uh there's a whole lot of uh s- stress that goes into that universe but i don't think he really has a whole much of a team to provide for that he doesn't provide for really because most of the justice league uh, has superpowers and doesn't really need his gadgets because his uh, technolo- technological advancements aren't like full suits. They're not uh, one-piece things. They're multiple. They're multiple little things like his own suit and uh, the grappling hooks, his uh, customizable batarangs, his little every little gadget that he has is more just uh, personalized. And I don't think that it would be very well widely used since everybody else has their own thing going on. So, um, I don't think I would really change anything or be able to change anything in Batman's perspective. Um, I'm only going to talk about Batman because I feel like I just don't know enough about Iron Man to contribute. But I think that Bruce Wayne, kind of as I talked about, is this... um, he's had a lot of trauma and I think we all know his backstory and he is working through that trauma by becoming Batman. And I don't realize if, I don't think that he realizes he's doing it, but I would hope that if I were Batman or if I were Bruce Wayne, that I would continue to do all of these good deeds or what he perceives as good deeds, what his intentions are. But I'd also address some of that trauma that is, um, 
that is the driving force behind who he has become as his Batman personality because um, he still isn't a very um, grounded, happy character or person, I guess, you know, within this realm. He's still conflicted. So his way of working through these things is not working as Batman. So I would just like him to maybe look at a different different coping strategy. That's very fair. That's actually a really good claim there. So Batman, which I find, like, I personally find the villains in DC better because they actually go into the backstory. Like the Joker, for example. He has, like, a whole good chunk of one of the Batman movies explaining his whole backstory, which is a really cool. But, you know, like, they, Batman and Joker, they both have a really back-and-forth, hand-to-hand kind of relationship. Because Batman won't kill the Joker, but the Joker's willing to kill, like, many, many, many people to just get Batman to chase him. Mm-hmm. It's a little uh, rivalry sort of thing. Which makes it more entertaining to watch and read, depending on if you're reading comics or watching the movies. A similar thing if you've, like, ever seen Megamind, I guess, the the movie Megamind. I, I know I'm uh, pulling away from, like, the universe of DC or whatnot, but that's, that's uh, the sort of dynamic that Batman and Joker have, where it's... Uh, well, I mean, it, I can't say it's less violent, but it's definitely... Not as bad. It's not as gruesome. Yeah, it's not based out of... Uh, it's not completely based out of hatred, as is about, like, a sort of... Uh, a sort of understanding for each other. Mm-hmm. That they have this semi-friendly rivalry, should I say. Which... I don't know about this Mullen, but I find that entertaining, personally. The relationship, like, between Batman and Joker, because even though the Joker's a villain, he's willing to go out of his way just to poke the bat when he's sleeping. Just to trigger Batman. Mm -hmm. Which is very entertaining to watch. But then, like, there's been so many times Batman could have easily taken out Joker, but he didn't, because his morals caught him before he did take out the Joker. Who do you think would win hand-to-hand combat, Tony Stark or Bruce Wayne? (laughs) So when you say hand-to-hand combat, we're talking like, okay, so yeah, got it. No gadgets. So no... uh... (laughs) No gadgets, no, no blasters, battery, no allowed. blasters, nothing. Okay, if we're talking... Like, hand-to-hand punch. Like, without the suits or anything? Yeah. Then probably Batman, considering that his uh, suit is less, you know, full body and less uh, advanced for a defensive and offensive position to compensate. He uh, actually... Uh, trains his body and trains his mind as well. It, he's, well to say, he's, has 
uh, great reaction time. He is pretty strong on his own, and he's trained that as well. He's trained himself in uh, martial arts of different kinds and just overall experience. He doesn't compensate with his suit, so without gadgets and things, I would say that Batman has more skill overall opposed to Tony Stark, where you can see that he doesn't really do anything without his suit ever. Alrighty, thank you Nate for that. Personally, I'm more Marvel than DC, but both are really good. Anyways, next up today we have Laura with the interview about uh, her friend's exchange experiences here. Let's have a listen. Hello, my name is Laura and today I'm here with Livia. She is an exchange student from Italy and a senior at LEED and she will tell us about her experience in the US so far. What made you decide to do an exchange here? So I wanted to learn English in a more aggressive way and it's always been my dream to like do an exchange year so I was already convinced even if it wasn't for the English part but I wanted to be independent and to explore new places basically and why did you choose to come to the US the American dream you know high school musical (laughs) (laughs) Um, have you been in America before nope first time what do you think it's different like the shops the supermarkets, Target, Ulta, Walmart, Marshalls, love them all. And there's a lot of fast foods here, a lot of fast food. Do you like Italian or American food better? Italian, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Was it hard for you to say goodbye to your family and friends in Italy? Uh, yes, but it's bad to say it, but I don't really miss them. <laughs> I only miss my boyfriend, but I don't miss them. You probably have many distractions here. Yeah. What is the biggest difference between the US and Italy? Teenagers can drive, and I'm very jealous of them, because I legally can't. Uh, and here, just they give more responsibilities to teenagers. They can get jobs, like in Europe it's not common teenagers don't have jobs, don't drive, they only study. That's not a priority here. Did you experience a culture shock? Not that much. Just like, they're very generous here. Like, not because they're generous, but because they don't want to make, like, seems like they're not generous, so they pay, like, if you go out with them, they want to pay for everything. And, like, it does, it's not very common. <laughs> What's the biggest difference regarding food? Be ready for the shock, but Alfredo is not actually Italian. <laughs> it's similar to pasta burro parmigiano, that's like pasta with butter, parmesan, and that's it. But Alfredo is just extra, and the pasta is so soft, it's, it shouldn't be that soft. And it's generally like bad yeah um what would you say is the biggest difference in school 
they don't study as much as we do. They don't. I just come home and do nothing all day. In Italy, I had to skip days to study. Or I had to wake up at 2 a.m. to study. Here, it's not like that. So you would say it's easier here? Yeah, definitely. Um, and what do you like specifically about Lee? Or what do you dislike? You okay. Um, I prefer, like, how they, like, the project part of the studying, it's pretty good here. Like, in other high schools, it's... I heard that it's pretty bad. Like, it's not, like, a safe environment where to study. And I like that. I like the lead in general, but I would, like... I'm divided by it too because I like lead, but at the same time I would have wanted like a more American like high school musical experience in lead. But you know you can't have everything. So, so do you participate in any sports or clubs at Park Hill? Uh, I'm in the Park Hill musical in Thespians. Little shop of horrors from the 17th to the 19th of November. And I'm enjoying it. I like it. Did you do something similar in Italy? Yeah, I always be a theater kid. What do you think about the high school football games, since they don't really exist in Europe? They're so cool. I, I really love them. The first time I've seen one, I was so excited. I looked like a child in a like, toy store. Um, and have you been to homecoming? Yeah, twice. What Park Hills and Park Hills South. Oh, what do you think about it? Uh, it was fun. Yeah, like at Park Hill, it was the first. Uh, I was still a little bit like frozen. I didn't know what to do. But then at Park Hills South, I was already engaged in the activities. So <laughs> I had more fun. Did you go with a friend group or did you have a name? Uh, I brought my best friend here because they're from Park Hill South. So I brought them to Park Hills and they brought me to Park Hills. So. That's nice. What do you like most about the American school system? I mean, it's pretty different too. Yeah. Uh, I like that it doesn't stress as much as in Italy. But I don't really like that you're supposed to do everything by yourself. Like in Italy, they explain you everything. That Then they'll ask you in a test, in an oral test, Here now, you have to do that by yourself. And that's pretty, like, we don't do that. We just cheat. What is the thing you've struggled the most since you came? Uh, being lonely the first weeks and just seeing how Americans are just not interested in making friendships because they already know each other. They've been knowing each other since they are four years old. So it's very difficult. So was it not easy for you finding friends for? Well, I just I started I tried to make friends before coming in here. So like my best friend, I just found them on Instagram and just started talking to them. And well, being an exchange student kind of helps because you're the new toy. So do you like your classes you have here? Yeah. Um, I have forensic science that's very interesting because we don't have nothing like that in Italy and it's pretty interesting being like a kid like 
that watched Criminal Minds and all these things at six years old. It's kind of like a childhood childhood dream. Uh, then Bio 2 is just, I already done all that things, but they are doing it like more specifically. So it's kind of difficult because all the names in English. But we're working on that. I have a class, so it's not like I'm failing it. Um, then physics, I have done physics before. And this is the only class that is actually similar to the one in Italy. So I'm pretty glad I chose that. I chose that. And I have like more friends in physics, so I have generally more fun. And painting, I love to paint, so it's pretty cool. Um, do you have any class like you don't like or do you like all of them? The one I like the least is biology, but because it's just I don't need to know all the things. I know the general idea. It's not like they're surprising me because I've already studied all they're talking about, but they're doing it more specifically. So it's just, okay, fine. I'll have to do that eventually when I go to med school. So, But, you know, just save me another year. So you're a senior here. Do you have to redo the year in Italy or...? Um, in Italy, we have five years of high school, so this year counts as a year of high school, but I'll still have to do another year in Italy, so yeah. <laughs> and do you know what you're going to do after school? Yeah, med school. If I, I'll get, I, we have to be positive to manifest into the universe, I'll get into med school, because in Italy you don't have to go to grad school, you can just go to med school right away, and that's what I'll do, hopefully. Um, so did you choose to come to Missouri or was it coincidence that you... No one would choose to come to Missouri. <laughs> but um, no, I haven't chosen that, but I was pretty lucky with the family. So I really, really don't mind. Even if it was Iowa, Utah, I don't care. I just wanted to def for the family to be nice and kind and to like me. And they actually love me, so <laughs> it, I was pretty lucky. Do you have host siblings? I have two host sisters, they're younger, and I'm really, really starting to understand my mom when I was 12 years old. <laughs> I really, really like the patience, but I don't, I wasn't like that because my mom is more strict. <laughs> so. um, what was the best thing you experienced in the US so far during your exchange? Um, so I've been to New York for like with my agency for three days before coming in Surrey and it was so good. I love New York. Uh, but since I've come here, like I love being in a car with a teenager. It's just so cool because you never do that in Italy. So yeah, like people younger than me driving cars is just mind blowing. <laughs> And what is your favorite thing about your exchange year? Was there a point where you ever regretted it? Or? Yeah, I, w I won't lie. Like when the first weeks I was just alone all day and I missed my boyfriend and my friends and it was hard. And I was like, why did I put myself through that? When like when I come to Italy, I'll have to study so much. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. So I put myself through the distance between me and the, my loved ones. And 
a year of really pressured study. So sometimes, yeah, I regret it, but I I know I won't regret it when like it's done. So yeah. So what was the best part of it so far? Like, what was like the point where you where you thought it's good that I did it? I think the first football game. I just realized I'm here. Ah, football game. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to tell us? Yes. Dear Americans, I know you have friend groups and you have your friends. You're not interested in your friendships, but you know, as exchange students, we really need friends. So stop talking about us. Like, stop gossiping about us. The one of the first days, a friend of mine told me that someone heard that I was a bitch and I didn't even talk to anyone yet. So please. <laughs> Talk to me, talk to dear Lara, that's another exchange student. Don't talk about us. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much for telling us about your exchange here. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Alrighty, that was a nice interview. Up next now, we have Clara Brackett with her uh, happy places. Let's have a listen. Hello there lovelies, welcome to Happy Place. In my segment, we will find different ways to have a more positive mindset. Today's tips will be on different ways to deal with stress. First off, stress can be caused by many things. It could be a late homework assignment, relationship problems, school, big crowds, family issues, and more. Stress can feel like big weights dropping on your back. It can make it difficult for you to breathe and function during the day, and it keeps you up at night. It is important for everyone to find ways to calm down. Here are some tips. My first tip for you is to pretend that all 10 of your fingers are candles. Hold them out in front of you and blow on each candle slowly, then put them down one by one. Repeat this exercise as many times as you want. This exercise helps you focus on breathing and visualization. Another really good breathing technique is bunny nose. For this one, get into a comfortable position, inhale three times quickly through your nose. Once you've taken your three quick breaths, then you'll exhale through your mouth very slowly. This technique models connecting with the power of conscious breathing. Taking moments to breathe when you are stressed really helps. Most people when they are stressed have lots of things on their mind and they really just need a moment to do something else so they can come back to whatever they were doing with a clear mindset. Whether it's watching your favorite episode of Spongebob or taking a walk outside, step back from whatever is stressing you out and try coming back to it refreshed. Speaking of taking a walk, Studies show that fresh air and being outdoors lowers anxiety and stress levels. When you are outside, the fresh air can help raise oxygen levels in your brain, which increases serotonin levels. So, hop out of your bed and go for a walk. You know, maybe it's not you that is stressed. What if it's your friend? The best way to help someone that is stressed is to listen. I know listening is something you've probably heard many times before, but it truly does help. Talking out why they are stressed can make them feel much calmer, and afterwards it can help them figure out solutions to their stressful situation. If your friend is not very opening to communicating why they're stressed, don't force it. The best thing you can do is to continue to tell them that you are there for them, and it will be more open for them to chat at any time. Remember that we all get stressed at times. You are not alone. 
We are almost halfway through this school year, so that means lots and lots of work to be done. Help your friends out and encourage each other through this year. This week's quote is to keep you motivated is, The greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. William James. Goodbye, lovelies, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for that nice positive vibe, Clara. Now, today ending off is actually not going to be Clara, but it's going to be Sophie with Young Life today. So please enjoy and have a listen. My name is Lindsay Osborne. And then what do you do here at LEAD? I work at LEAD in the Reconnect room. So I work with ISS and anybody who needs to come to Reconnect. I like to say I teach self-regulation and replacement skills at LEAD. So you are a leader for young, or for wildlife. So can you give kind of an overview of what wildlife is? Sure. Wildlife is a part of a large worldwide organization for teenagers. And wildlife is the section of the greater Young Life family that focuses on middle school, so grades 6, 7, and 8. So any middle school kid in a middle school around us would be invited to wildlife. All right. And then how, what would you say that wildlife is different from Young Life? Wildlife is different than Young Life because we pay really good ad- attention to the large amount of changes that happen in every kid's life during those formative years of really 12 to 15. So I like to always remember that kids change the most 12 between 12 and 14 than they do except for any time in their life between they were newborn and two-year-olds. So basically what a middle schooler goes through is a large amount of change in basically every part of their life. Their physical bodies are changing, their friend groups are changing, their brain is growing and doing all these different things. And so in wildlife, we really pay attention to what kind of things are going to be sure not to embarrass a middle schooler. Those would be really different things Mm -hmm. than for a high schooler. Or what kind of energy do we need to have at our events for middle schoolers? That's going to be a very different energy than we create at the high school level. And just try to pay attention to that to make sure we're inclusive and inviting and safe for any middle schooler. Very nice. So what kind of like activities would you say like are different from wildlife versus young life are they like can they do the same things or like is there like a line drawn between those two at wildlife we would some of the major differences is just that we want we say everyone's a participator they don't want to be as much spectators Mm -hmm. so we try to do a lot of things at wildlife where everyone's involved so a game where everyone can play or even if you're watching from the sideline you're involved in somehow in some in the game some way like if we're playing a We played a Halloween game where you had to try to toss candy corn into a bucket. And Mm -hmm. if they missed, then there were other kids who were picked it up. So it was like everyone was playing the whole time. But we do competition still like you would do in a Young Life game. We do humor is hugely important. And then just the messages of good news are the same with some language things that we would change just to be more concrete. We need to be more concrete in our communication. The most important part is just making sure that there's caring adults at each level. Uh So the leaders are the same. Maybe they're just more trained on Uh all the middle school specifics. Did they have wildlife when I was in middle school? Because I don't remember seeing anything Yeah, in Platte County, the wildlife 
the first time I was ever in this community was probably in 2008. So okay. there was a pretty strong wildlife, mostly with kids from the Lakeview side mm-hmm. of town um, that we had basically 2008 to 2011 or so and then the leadership kind of fell away and it was restarted again by Mrs. Butler at Congress Mm -hmm. about five years ago but it was mostly Congress so you kind of can only do as many adults as you have Uh and parents that are involved and get it out to as many kids every kid is invited Um, it's just sometimes middle schoolers especially want to come with somebody they know yeah (laughs) yep um, so what got you started leading wildlife? Well, I w- became a Young Life leader because of people I knew in college, and then I took a job with Young Life, and so I worked I worked for Young Life for 20 years, um, but my job with Young Life was never to volunteer with high school or middle school mm-hmm. kids in Park Hill. So always as a volunteer, I was mostly a high school volunteer, and then it, I changed to wildlife um, when I saw a need for more leadership at that level, and because I had my own middle schoolers. And it felt like especially great to just be able to help their friends. Mm-hmm. And during the pandemic, it was hugely helpful because the, the world got so small. When I was communicating with families that my friends, my kids were friends with, and then expanding out from that, it was really possible. I think, too, I got involved because I see how much wildlife kids are battling some big insecurities mm-hmm. and wondering who they are and if we can encourage them with kindness and inclusivity and positive messages and hope for the future that could change their life before they go to high school and high school could be an even healthier time. Yeah. So were were you involved in it growing up? No young life or wildlife when I was growing up. I grew up in Colorado and I went to church, but I didn't have any Mm -hmm. young life or wildlife experience. So you never were like, were in young life, but you been to like different camps around the country as a, as a leader? Yes. Yeah, so in 20 years on staff, I think I've been to nine wow. properties. So, and for 11 summers, we've done a whole month of uh, working at a camp mm-hmm. for a month. So which one would you say is your favorite? Oh, my favorite is Castaway, the Young Life Camp in Minnesota. It's just really nice to leave Missouri and go north in the yeah. summer. <laughs> And then it's just beautiful with the uh, gorgeous lake and beautiful grass. And the vibe there is really chill. And yeah. I think more than anything, high school and middle school kids just need a place where it's quiet and it's chill. And yeah, it's um, beautiful. So what were your best experiences being at camp as a leader? What I love about Young Life Camp is that everybody is far away from home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically, if you're a family person working there or if you're a student or a leader, you're just in this beautiful place far from your regular worries. And so then my favorite thing that happens is that you take risks. I see kids do really adventurous things. Um, people will risk like talking about their big feelings or their hopes and fears. So it's safe. It's far from home. And I think mm-hmm. cool things happen. Yeah. So your kids are involved in Young Life now, and they were involved in Young Life. What is it like seeing them go through this? Um, It's really fun to have my own kids be a part of Young Life and Wildlife, and I'm proud of them for just inviting other people. It's really fun to see like them enjoying it. I'm glad they're not burnt out on it, (laughs) and then that they will invite other people. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Um, And so how would you say being a leader in Young Life has affected you personally? It's really helped me know how to talk to high school and middle school kids and it gives me this outlet to do what I love which is to 
befriend and mentor high school and middle school kids. It's exposed me to people who are really different than me. I, I remember some of my closest young life girls or wildlife girls have been from completely different backgrounds or life experiences that I've had, which has really just helped me grow as a person to appreciate other people. Mm -hmm. It's helped me become a better communicator because a lot of times in young life, I've talked in front of large groups. And so I've worked on that. And then, yeah, it's just created in me a heart, I think, for a lot of different people. And what would you say seeing not just your kids, but like kids just involved in young life, like go through young life and like kind of like see their like process and how they like change their relationship with God or just stuff like that yeah I think young life gives kids the space to be who they really are I love to stay in wildlife um it's a totally different place than a lot of worlds that kids live in because you don't have to pay and you don't have to perform Mm -hmm. and very few places in life do kids have to can they show up somewhere where they aren't paying to be involved or they're not performing to be involved? So even at school, kids perform, right? And teachers judge their behavior, which teachers are supposed to do, and their work. So Young Life and Wildlife are for every kid who wants to come. And then I think it's just a a great place to hear about God and about Jesus in a language that's easy to understand. And Young Life and Wildlife would never pressure kids to believe in anything, Mm -hmm. but just presents information and experiences where kids can hear really good news. Mm -hmm. Um, So what would you, what, do you have any future plans for wildlife that you know of right now? Yeah, I'd like to get people like Sophie involved as (laughs) volunteer wildlife Uh leaders and create more of a pipeline for high school leader high school kids who've been involved with Young Life to become student leaders and so we want more of that we need leaders in general mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah it's interesting because it it's just a lot I've changed jobs now mm-hmm. not working for Young Life and so the future is a little up in the air just because I'm figuring out how yep. much capacity <laughs> I have and, and so, what I can give mm-hmm. so what would you say to those who are thinking about joining I would say don't don't make a decision until you've tried it a couple times and be willing to to go and figure it out bring a friend with you the people the adults involved are really safe and wonderful encouraging people who really like teenagers so it's scary to go for your first time but take a risk and go check it out yeah that's how I joined I was invited by someone and I just kept going so yeah well is there anything else you want to add I think it's really cool that Young Life is in over 100 countries around the world. It's over 80 years old, and so it's just stood the test of time and and worked and is trying to be changing with what kids need, and so it's not perfect. There's been a lot of people and organizationally that some mistakes, you know, people have made mistakes and people are broken, but it's really a, a good, long-standing, well-known worldwide mm-hmm. organization so yeah. i like that about it thank you for taking time to let me interview you thanks sophie <laughs> all righty now that just about concludes all of our time here today i hope you guys all enjoyed today's lead episode and i hope you all have a nice day <laughs>